Well, as we engage God's Word today on this Feast of the Epiphany, I, we need to do some practical work first. I want need to make sure everybody has a uh, 2013, what's called a Discipleship Covenant. If not, Rich is going to help hand them out, I was told. Did you know that? Yeah, okay. Or Clay will. Just raise your hand if you did not get one when you came in. Does everybody have one? Did you all get one up here too? Great, fantastic. I, I believe this is one of the richest opportunities that uh, we as a family offer to one another every year. Uh, we um, kind of have left behind the idea of New Year's resolutions, kind of, which is a worldly kind of secular idea, but at, at the same time acknowledge that uh, New Year's can be new beginnings, but how much better to do that than to make it a sacred kind of uh, resolving of our lives and also to understand that that resolving is not, I will try harder, I will try harder, I will try again, as we deal with the frustrations at times of our lives, of things we've been trying to change, whether it's habits or whatever. And um, for a sacred kind of covenanting, it begins in a different way. And the beginning, like any journey, is in some ways the most important of all the journey, is how it begins. It does not begin with anything we do, you see. Anything when we say, I will try harder, I just need more willpower to get this weight off, to put down the cigarette, to put down, you know, whatever it is, or more whatever. It begins in a completely different place, and that's where we want to begin today. So if you look at the front of this, Growing in Grace, notice the third paragraph where it says, and I hope you'll take this home and engage this in a more diligent fashion. We just are going to touch on it today. Jesus is God's gift of grace to us. That's where it begins. A heart, next, the third sense following that, a heart that knows its need of a Savior. I need help, we say, and accepts that God has sent a Savior even his own son, Jesus, your Lord and your brother. When a person discovers that, there is an overwhelming sense of gratitude for the gift offered. That's where we must begin any journey like the one we are about to embark on as Christians or as one desiring to become a Christian and a follower is to realize that God has initiated a relationship under the terms of a covenant. And he has promised he will never break this covenant. He has promised that this covenant is forever, it is unchanging, and it's accomplished through the work of his son Jesus upon the cross. It is done. And the only thing that remains then is the response. In every age, in every generation, our response, because we are the ones who are this age and this generation, and whether we will also enter into this covenant in any fashion. And so we will begin there. If you'll look at the inside of this, this is actually a four-Sunday journey we are going to make together because it takes time to put, get this seed planted. And this week, looking under the heading of receiving God's gift of grace. That's where the journey begins, on the receiving end. And next week, we will talk about growing in God's grace and 
how we can embrace that concept and idea of growing and what that can look like. And the third week, living and giving in God's grace, uh, developing a heart and an attitude of generosity towards all of life. And finally, the, the, the last week, uh, the last Sunday of the month, as we prepare to seal the deal, if you will, the stepping out in God's grace, because we're blessed to be a blessing to others. It's not just for you that the covenant is established and offered. It's for you and for those who do not yet know the opportunity of the covenant. And it is for us to share with them and tell them and offer to them that covenant through our love and our loving actions. We have it under our vision, don't we? Impacting the world in Jesus' name. Once God has impacted our hearts, then we are told commanded, invited, though, to impact the world as well. So you will see on the far right of this, the 2013 covenant under the heading of Growing in Grace. And uh, this is the work that uh, we will each make individually in response in the weeks ahead. Pray and ask the Lord to speak to you in the areas in which he would have you grow in 2013. Write a prayer to the Lord here on this tear stub, asking him to give you his Holy Spirit power to grow you in 2013. And the prayer has even been started for us. Dear Lord, thank you for your gift of grace to me. Help me to grow in, the, in your grace in, areas of, in this, the areas of. That is our work to accomplish, not just today, but taking time to gestate by prayer and thinking and thought what this possibly can look like. Because a great thing has been accomplished for us, and we are told about it in this reading from Hebrews today, and I want to focus on that for a moment. I don't recall the page number in your pew Bible, but if somebody can find that page number, it's Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and the 8th verse. Can anybody give me a page number for that? 850. I invite you to open up your pew Bible, the bright red book, We got a double blast of this this morning, if you were quick on the uptake, because the first he said, as this begins, we're obviously entering the, the, the middle of a conversation, first he said that he is in reference to the Lord Jesus himself, and the writer of Hebrews is using Psalm 40 that we recited today as the template and saying These is, this, is, uh, uh, this is the story of how Jesus lived out his life. Jesus said sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. That repetitive, redundant, sacrificial act, and likewise, our repetitive, redundant, failed attempts to get our lives straightened out, it doesn't work. And the psalm goes on, and Jesus goes on, and we get it here. Then Jesus said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first covenant to establish the second covenant in Christ Jesus. And he invites us all into that covenant. And by that will, we have now the opportunity to be made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus. Our every day, day after day, lifelong, year after year, attempts to get whatever corrected and get it right, fail, 
But in verse 12, but when this priest, that's Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. He had finished his work, or he would not have sat down. That sitting down image is a vital spiritual image. Jesus the Lord sat down in order that you can stand up and tackle the issues of your life, but not under your own will and gumption, in the power of the Spirit, under this covenant of empowerment. So if all that is true, I believe it is true, I expect you do as well, then it would behoove us, wouldn't it, to first of all place ourselves again under the terms of the covenant by having a heart open to receive. And if you look in this, these first uh, under receiving God's uh, gift of grace by first choosing Christ. Maybe you have not ever said yes to Jesus in an intentional, intentional, tangible way. And this is the year, this is the month, this is the day. You say, yes, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief, Lord. As one person in Scripture says, I believe that you are who you say you are, and I choose to follow you. Or maybe it's simply a redecision of that. You've done that before, but for whatever reason, and this has certainly happened to me as well, it's just a new day and a new beginning to say yes to Jesus again. Or maybe it's under that second heading of repentance. Look at that uh, middle sentence of that sample prayer. Please search my heart, convict me of those things I should not have done or things I should have done. We're not talking about little stuff here. We're really talking about big things for the Lord to search our heart. That denial we live in or that rationalizing, I've always been that way, I'll always be. I've always had a temper, we might say. It's not fixable, we might say. God knows differently. Maybe it's some sort of addiction, cigarettes, pornography, alcohol, drugs. Maybe it's simply our relationships with others and we kind of have a mean spirit about ourselves sometimes or a cynical spirit or a critical spirit that kind of poisons a home or relationship and we realize we are the source if we'll be honest with ourselves. This kind of repentance that what we're talking about is finally to name it and offer it to the Lord. You say, Lord, I haven't been able to fix it for decades. Help. And maybe it's the third way to look at this, to embrace this for 2013. It's simply, I love the Lord Jesus. He's been working on my life for years, and he's made some wonderful corrections in my life. But I do need more of you, Lord. More of your love, more of your power to live out my life of love so I can have more love to live out my life of love. Jesus, Hebrew says, sat down at the right hand of God. You don't sit down until you have finished a work. You don't sit down until you have completed a work. And his completed work was for you. Always keep that in mind. Have you ever done that? Have you ever sat down after you have finished a work? Sat down in the locker room after a great victory, exhausted and exhilarated at the same time. Clemson sat down on New Year's Eve at about 10 p.m. in the locker room, exhilarated and exhausted after a big work. Carolina sat down on New Year's Day at about 4 p.m. The end of a game, the end of a season for most of those young men, the end of their football lives. They won't go on to pros. That was it, finished. 
and they sat down in that locker room. Maybe you sat down backstage after a significant, great performance, or after leading worship as we've experienced through these holidays of Advent and Christmas and this worship leadership from this setting and from the door hall setting, and afterwards sitting down exhausted and exhilarated. We know that sense of sitting down. After a huge final exam, students, the end of a semester, a big test to tackle, and afterwards completed, finished. After a giant project at work, and it's finished. We know all about sitting down. When Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God so that you can stand up and tackle your life. He sat down after what? After his baptism in the Jordan River when he received the anointing of the Holy Spirit He sat down after his three-year ministry, teaching them by instruction and example how we are to live under the great commandment to love God and love others and love yourself. He sat down after he was nailed to the cross, abandoned by everyone, sacrificed for the sins of the world, offering himself in love. He sat down after the three days in the grave. He sat down after the rising from the grave. He sat down after giving final instructions to his disciples in those days after his resurrection, he sat down after his ascending to his rightful place. He sat down after giving to all who ask, who genuinely ask, his own spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of Christ. He bestowed it upon those who sought it and yearned for it and asked for it. Then he sat down at the right hand of God. Finished. This is a new year, 2013. This is a new day. This is a new beginning for you and me. Because Jesus sat down, you can stand up this year, this month, today, and tackle life. This is the first day of the rest of your life and my life. What are you going to do? We place this in your hands with love. A labor of love from many of the staff to assemble this, to work on this weeks ago, knowing the crush of Christmas would be upon us soon, to have this ready today, the first Sunday of the new year, to put into your hands and to mine. And by the way, if you want to impact the world, which I believe you do, if you live under that vision, you may need to take two or three or four of these with you and pass them on to your friends and say, I'm doing this this month. You might just look at this and consider doing it. You don't have to be a member of this church to do this. This is uh, simply an opportunity. It'd be a great spiritual exercise for anyone, anyone. What a great way to impact the world is to give this out to somebody and tell them why you're doing it and encourage them to do it as well. Read this carefully, and you will find food for your soul, nourishment for the new year, a map for this 2013 for your life. So Jesus has done his work, see. 
And our work is only today to be response, to begin with a thank you, to receive God's gift of grace as we've defined it on the front cover of this, to receive it new and fresh for us today. I believe it would be valuable, maybe even essential, that we would make some communal response to this charge, this challenge, if you will, best of all, to this opportunity. Um, sacraments become outward and visible when we act upon something. And we ourselves can be sacraments when we get up and move. I was expressing earlier, he sat down so that we could stand up and tackle something, some things of our life, tackle life. So I'd like to lead us through a liturgical offering that I hope will involve everybody in this room. And I want to ask you to do this. I'd like for you to just take 20 seconds and look at those three categories of receiving God's gift of grace and see if one of them doesn't stand out more than the other two. And it's not that you won't change it when you get home and say, actually, I want to focus here. But the focus is on the, being on the receiving end of something specific. So I want to ask you to consider that today, in response to what Christ has done for you, that you would choose him. He's chosen you in love. And the way we do that, look at that sample prayer, the middle sentence, I know I am powerless to save myself, no matter how much good I do, so thank you for saving me. It's an acknowledgement of the need for rescue and that we know the rescuer's name. That life ring that's being thrown to the drowning individual, if it's us, has the name of Jesus on it. It's his ring. Or maybe it's the second one, as I said earlier in these reflections, and it really is um, looking at something that is hard to look at, an area of our lives that we have been trying to, to fix ourselves for a long time and we still have failed and just simply to start by naming it owning it in other words in order to offer it something that you are powerless over but God's power is greater than any power that you may be dealing with or maybe it's the third one that sample prayer simply says fill me with your Holy Spirit today it's simply then asking for an anointing of his grace and power upon your life I would say, first of all, to, to carry this out over the next few weeks to accomplish this, a power to be enabled to, to do this with uh, full, uh, full intentions to uh, begin it and finish it, to give it moment, new momentum into the new year. I know that I need to do this too. I know I need to do exactly what I'm speaking to you and that it will benefit me immensely in 2013. I believe this is really, really important for your life to make it richer and fuller and better. So, take 20 seconds. I will close my mouth for 20 seconds. Take 20 seconds, and uh, which one of those does the Lord sort of putting in your lap as a place for you to focus?
hope you've got one picked now. At least um, have one picked now. I believe we need to live out sacramentally this image. He sat down in order that we could stand up and tackle life. Right now we're sitting down. (laughs) And it's time for us to stand up. So what I want to ask you to do is, um, I I hope everyone in here will do this. This is not for a few or for the few chosen ones. It's really for us as a community to do a communal act of offering but I also hope that you will feel it and, and know it in your own heart that this is, you're doing it for yourself because you know it's meat and right. And so I want to ask us to stand up and to come forward and, and just crowd up in here all the way up to the communion rail, maybe even inside the communion rail. Maybe ask the choir, since they're already up here, to move inside the communion rail and make some room over here among those chairs. And I, just, I ask everyone, come on forward. Would you do that? And we're simply going to offer ourselves to the Lord. Bring this with you just as a, because this is what we're working on. So bring it with you in your hands. Y'all come on in here, please. And Richard and Annette, what you, and come on in here too, just so that people know they have permission to come in here and. And Sharon, if you'd help by sort of filling in around those chairs and uh, encourage other folks to gather there inside those chairs. Come on, everybody. Now, as you come forward, obviously what you're doing is the same you do at communion also. You, You present yourself to the Lord at communion with your open hands to receive from Him. That's what's going to be happening, and we're doing what we always do, really, and, um, We've, we're not coming forward except to uh, the cross of our Lord Jesus that we are, are, would now be even closer to and beneath. Thank you all. So some of you may have chosen the first one, choosing Christ. And you, you may be saying, I've never really done that before. I'm going to do it today. Or maybe I've done it a bunch of times, but I want to do it again today. And if you are one of those individuals that chose the first of these three, would you raise your hand just to acknowledge yourself before the Lord and to one another? Okay. All right. And uh, why are you holding your hand up just so we can give prayerful attention to each of you? Lord Jesus, these are they who present themselves to you in gratitude as their Savior. Lord, they stand before you. And I pray, Lord, that they will know fresh in you your loving care for them by name. Even the very hairs of their head are numbered. And Lord, they respond with a glad heart and offer themselves new to you, to follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if you're one of those persons that the repentance one is the one that rang true for this year and this season of your life, something that um, uh, is, gets between you and the Lord, and uh, you want to put it aside, and your own willpower hasn't been sufficient. I know those kinds of things. I've got them in my life too, but if repentance is, a, is the word that struck you and you've got something to name before him, if you would raise your hand and just uh, acknowledge that there's something there that uh, it's going to require his power to um, overcome. Lord, we pray for these who have raised their hands under the... The, the heading of repentance, Lord. They, they are thinking right now 
naming before you, Lord, something that is bigger than they are, is bigger than their willpower. They need your power, Lord. Grateful for your forgiveness, but also asking to be changed more and more into your likeness. This thing that is between them and you, Lord, that presents itself as an obstacle in their relationships, Lord. Lord, uh, they are naming it from their hearts to yours right now. I pray, Lord, that you will receive their offering and that you will empower them in this year ahead to accomplish something they've not ever done before, to leave this thing in the past buried, dead and gone. Thank you, Lord. And maybe you chose the third one, receive the Holy Spirit. That's a very broad, encompassing kind of idea, but if simply you would like more of his power in your life, I certainly know that feeling as well sometimes, just to get through a day, but to get through life or get through a big challenge or whatever. But if you're one that said, no, I, I chose that third one, would you raise your hand? You may. Um, all right. And Lord Jesus, for these who are holding their hands right now up, they're asking for more of your spirit, more of your power. Lord Jesus, may your spirit fall fresh in you upon them this morning, Lord Jesus. And in, uh, may they know that something is different. May we all know something is different as we leave here today and that a transaction has been accomplished. This covenant relationship has been ratified by our response to your eternal covenant. Thank you, Lord. Bless them in this new life of empowered by your Holy Spirit living.